Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And this is This Week in Skating. We scour the internet so you don't have to in order to focus on the confirmed news and updates. This episode, we're bringing you the news and updates through February 12th. And if you missed it last week, we had an interview with Gracie Gold on the day her book came out. Um, it was a special little project we had in the works, which when we recorded our weekly episode last week and said, well, we were kind of busy and didn't get to watch as much of Four Continents as we wanted to. Now you know why. <laughs> we yeah. were busy reading in preparation for our interview with Gracie. Yes, and we are hoping to have Gracie come back on to talk with us some more because we ran out of time. You know, on this podcast, <laughs> yeah, we let people talk on the podcast. We're not going to interrupt or throw questions out there every two seconds. Gracie had a lot to say, so we let her say it. So I think it's it was a lot of fun to chat with her. It was some difficult subject matter, but I really appreciate that Gracie is just so open and candid about everything when it comes to her book so again we're hoping to have her come back on at some point in the near future so we can talk to her a bit more yeah and we will put um in our show notes some links to some other media that gracie did for her book um launch so yeah definitely check out those as well and of course if you did miss our interview with gracie it's still available you can still listen to it now daphne got a question for you did you watch the super bowl um i didn't i tracked what was going on i'm not much of a football fan i used to watch it with my dad when i was little but i really haven't been paying that much attention to it other than there's a lot of stuff going on out there about taylor swift and her boyfriend (laughs) <laughs> who plays for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, so I did not watch. I'm starting to get caught up on the commercials because some of them are great. There was one um, that was about Dunkin' Donuts, you know, yes, a place that's yeah. near and dear to my heart as a <laughs> New England girl. And uh, Ben Affleck did not disappoint. That was hilarious. So I did see that commercial. I saw a couple of other ones. 
but not all of them yet. I have to go back. Okay. Well, I'm guessing then you must have missed that skating made it into the Super Bowl by a commercial. Ooh, Um, okay. Kia had a commercial featuring a figure skater. Now, the skater was performing in the arena, and at the end of her performance, like, the commercial shows her father is sitting up there, and then they show, like, an empty seat, making it look like somebody is missing from her performance. And so then they, of course, get into their Kia car after this event. I don't know. I think it was maybe a competition. And they drive to their house that's in the middle of the woods. And, of course, she has outside her house an outdoor skating rink. And the father brings a speaker out. And the grandfather, this young girl's grandfather, is wheeled to the window And the girl performs her number outside on this outdoor rink. And the grandfather writes like a perfect, you know, a 10 on the window. Um, So a very cute commercial. And I, of course, wanted to go and see if I could research and find out anything more about it. And, of course, the girl is a skater herself. Her name is Abigail. She's 10 years old. Figure skater from Toronto who attends a performing arts school starred in the commercial. So, yeah, very cool. We will put a link to the commercial in the show notes so you can watch it. Daphne and anybody else who missed it. It was my favorite commercial, of course, but, um, yeah, really good Kia getting skating in there. Yeah, I sorry I missed it. I will go take a look at it, though. It sounds awesome. So moving on to our general skating news, we did get Valieva's doping report as released by the ISU. On February 7th, the Court of Arbitration for Sport released its 129-page decision on the Camilla Valieva case. So Valieva claimed the banned substance, TMZ, which stands for trimetazidine, got into her body because she ate her grandfather's strawberry dessert. The dessert was prepared on a chopping block, the same chopping block that he used to crush his medicine. Valieva's strawberry dessert excuse is actually just one of three she tried out, according to the CAS report. The other two excuses, security at Russian National Figure Skating Championships, mentioning relatives of the athletes had access to dressing rooms, and contamination of the drugs. The CAS panel determined that this explanation was not corroborated by any concrete evidence and that the athlete was not able to establish that she had not committed the anti-doping rule violation intentionally. Well, the ISU did release a second statement about Valieva and the discussion regarding the re-ranking of teams for the team event. They said they take the discussions on this very seriously As expressed in their first statement, the ISU said the decision of the ISU Council with regard to the consequences to the official results of the team event from Beijing clearly expressed in the ISU statement on January 30th was based on a comprehensive evaluation from legal experts. This evaluation was, in turn, founded on the applicable rules and principles that are specific to the Olympic Winter Games team event and is therefore the only decision that complies with the CAS panel's award. 
For the sake of clarity, Rule 353, Paragraph 4 in the ISU Special Regulations is not applicable in this case. The statement went on to say, in any complex and extraordinary situation like this, the reallocation of points could negatively affect the relative team ranking, adversely impacting teams that had nothing to do with the incident in question. Therefore, we have to abide by the rules and principles. In light of this case, the ISU will further clarify the rules and principles moving forward to ensure any such cases are dealt with more efficiently in the future. The CAS decision itself may be subject to appeal. Therefore, the ISU will not be discussing this matter in further detail in public at this stage. And we will have that full statement in our show notes. There have been beyond hundreds of responses in relation to this decision. I'm not even sure where to start with regard to the number of athletes, especially those from Canada, that have spoken up about this. And the ISU made a decision. We are going to keep you posted on if any adjustments are made in the future. As of right now, that is how the decision stands. U.S. gets the gold medal, the silver goes to Japan, and the bronze goes to Russian Olympic Committee athletes. Well, some sad news for fans of Stars on Ice. Stars on Ice announced it will not have its 2024 North American Tour this year and that it will focus on returning after the World Championships in 2025. They cited a combination of things being venue scheduling and then key skater availability uh, made it difficult for them to have a tour this spring. Um, They are looking forward to launching the tour in 2025. Amber Glenn posted a response to the cancellation of the tour because she is the reigning national champion. She would have had the opportunity to perform in the tour. Um, So we'll put her little response um, in our show notes there. Now, the Canadian tour is still happening. It starts April 25th in Halifax and it visits 12 cities wrapping up in British Columbia, Victoria, British Columbia, on May 16th. Now, new this year for the Canadian Tour, um, you can attend the pre-show. They're calling it the Stargazer Session, which is the skater warm-ups, and then there's the Q&A with two skaters. Usually, I know when I've attended Stars on Ice um, and I go to the pre-show, it's usually like media that gets to go to the pre-show or skating clubs. Now this is an opportunity for anybody who would like to see the pre-show to purchase passes for 25 bucks, and then you get to do the Q&A with two of the skaters. Um, and then meet and greets are still happening, but those are post-show. So, bummed I'm bummed for No Stars on Ice. I said to my mom, no trip to Hershey this year um, because that's the closest for us. Um, I understand the reasoning, you know. um, It's just unfortunate there's not any other tour here in the United States that can keep, you know, fans of the sport, you know, getting to see skating in the off-season. And we all know that seeing live skating pulls you in because it's a different experience than watching on TV. Mm -hmm. So I'm disappointed that it is not going to take place. 
the last probably four or five years, it's gotten a bit different because it used to end in Portland, Maine, which is near where I live. And so it stopped doing that and things are just a bit different. So, yeah. And I do hope if when they do come back in 2025, that there are more cities that they come to, um, you know, because especially in an off Olympic year, there's maybe like 10 cities in the whole country that the tour goes to. And, you know, I feel for people who don't have a tour that's nearby or mine is a five hour drive. It's not like it's an hour drive for me to go and see one. Um, and I miss the days where it was just in my city and I didn't have to go anywhere. But so I hope when the fact that they're taking this year off, come back stronger in 2025 with more cities, maybe a different sort of format for the tour as well. So it's not just, you know, the skaters doing their solo numbers and then maybe a couple group numbers and, you know, maybe coming out with something fresh and new. Just a thought, but. Yeah. Well, some sad news. A Disney on Ice cast member was hurt during a show in Minneapolis. The skater was performing as Belle when she was injured during a lift and fell to the ice. She was taken to a local hospital. She was listed in critical but was upgraded to Dag Monday to serious condition. The Star Tribune Minneapolis newspaper reported that the skater is 31-year-old Anastasia Olson. We are sending our best wishes to Anastasia and the cast of The Magic and the Stars show. I watched Anastasia grow up in ice dance from the time she was really little at the juvenile level all the way up through the senior level before she retired and moved on to show skating. I was so shocked to hear that she was the skater who was injured and again, uh, best wishes to her and her family and I'm hoping for good news soon. Yes, agreed. We are thoughts and prayers with them all okay Daphne you know this was your exciting news from last week (laughs) but Daphne is a really big fan of the new Olympic and Paralympic mascots that were unveiled Tina and Milo they are two stouts is that correct Daphne stouts stouts so what are stouts uh, stoats are in the mustelid family, which is related to ferrets, and some of you, I mean, many of you know probably that I do have ferrets, but if you don't, you're hearing it for the first time, I do have ferrets, so to see their little faces and they so closely resemble ferrets, I was overjoyed because they're adorable, and I love how they incorporated, you know, there are two stoats. Tina's a female cream and white stoat. She is the mascot for the Olympics, while Milo is a brown and white stoat. He is the mascot for the Paralympic Winter Games. And the story with Milo is he was born without a leg, but with a bit of ingenuity and a lot of willpower, he learned to use his tail as an appendage. Oh. Turning his diversity into a strength. Tina is named for Cortina, and Milo is named for Milano. Yeah. 
I thought they were really cute. I know They're people so were all cute. like wondering, you know, we've had some really good mascots lately for the Winter Olympics, and I I like these two, so um, I can't wait to see the all the merchandise that you can get with their faces on them and the stuffed animals and all the that I coming so out. I <laughs> so have to get the stuffed animals. Also, in addition to them, they're, they're joined by the Flow, who are their super cute friends. They're six cute little snowdrops. They each have their own personalities and peculiarities. Um, but they're adorable. And that was actually based on another idea because they held an art contest at local schools to help design the mascots. So that idea. I think it's cool. And so I, if, if I remember reading correctly, the flow came from another group of kids. So it's wonderful to see that, you know, to incorporate the kids into it. I know because we also, they opened it up for the public to pick the logo for the Olympics too. So I like that they're getting input from people on, you know, the logo, the mascots. It's really cool. Well, U.S. Figure Skating announced that U.S. Performance Academy is the official online middle school and high school of U.S. Figure Skating. So, Gina, last week we were talking about a lawsuit that has been filed against U.S. Figure Skating and a then-unnamed defendant. The defendant has been named. It is Mark Cock who is a former Olympian and we will include more information in our show notes there was an article that came out with additional information well the entries for the world junior championships were released and Skate Canada will announce its world championship team on Wednesday according to a post they made today on X Um, They have two spots for men, one for women, three for pairs, and three for dance. And speaking of the world championships, Luke Economides replaces Kevin Amos. Uh, Luke will join Adam Sihohimfa, who was already named to the team. Kevin announced his withdrawal from the world championships and all other competitions for the rest of the season, citing a need to work on his mental health and prepare for the next two seasons. So the ISU Awards took place last weekend, was staged in Zurich, Switzerland, during the Art on Ice show. They were presented for the second time in front of a live audience and simultaneously live stream on the ISU's YouTube channel. The hosts were Kurt Browning and Alma Smith. Most valuable skater was Ilya Malinin of USA. Best Newcomer, Hana Yoshida of Japan. Most Entertaining Program, Adam Fa of France. Best Costume, Luna Hendricks of Belgium. Best Choreographer, Benoit Richaud. Best Coach, Mai Himada. Lifetime Achievement was given to Brian Orser. And Deanna Stilato-Dudek of Canada earns the Special Achievement Award for her remarkable comeback into competition after a 16-year retirement. So moving on to event results, the Enya Dance Trophy took place in Enya, Italy from February 8th through the 11th. This was an ice dance only competition. Frances Marie Dupayage and Thomas Nebay moved up from third after the rhythm dance to win the senior gold medal. Team USA's Isabella Flores and Yvonne Desutoff won the silver. 
with Ireland's Caroline Susis and Shane Ferris claiming the bronze, which is the first international ice dance medal for Ireland. In junior, Naomi Maria Talley and Noah Lafanara of Italy obliterated their season's best score by nearly 25 points to win the junior event. Francis Selena Fragi and Jean-Hans Fernot won the silver, followed by Jenna Hauer and Benjamin Starr, who won the bronze. That was their international debut this season. They were sidelined by injuries, but were able to go out to this competition after nationals. There were events for the three levels of novice competition, advanced, intermediate, and beginner, and those will be linked in our show notes. Well, the Marie Lundmark Trophy was the last challenger for Synchro, and it took place in Helsinki, Finland this week. The Helsinki Rockettes won in front of their home crowd. They were second after the short program. This was the Rockettes' first gold of the Challenger Series this season. They won bronze at Budapest Cup. The winners of the short program were Les Supreme of Canada. They won the silver. They had won gold at Budapest Cup. So it was interesting to see um, Helsinki beat Les Supreme this time around, and last time Les Supreme beat Helsinki. Um, Team Unique moved up from fourth to claim the bronze medal, the first medal on the Challenger Series this season for them. The Skyliners of the U.S. dropped from third to finish fourth overall. In the junior event, Le Supreme, who just won bronze at Hellevis Cup last week, won gold, with Finland's teams Valley Bay Synchro and Fantastic winning silver and bronze, respectively. The Dragon Trophy and Tivoli Cup singles-only competition took place in Ljubljana, Slovenia from February 8th through the 11th. Hungary's Alexander Vlasenko won the senior men's event with Corentin Spinner of France and David Sade of Slovenia taking silver and bronze. Taking silver and bronze, Olga Mikutina of Austria took home the gold in the senior women's event. Lara Naki Gutman of Italy jumped up from fifth after the short program to claim silver, and Vanessa Selmekova of Slovakia took home the bronze and has also earned her world's minimums. Junior and advanced novice results will be in our show notes. Luna Keskis Trophy took place in Estonia this past weekend. Alexander Selefko was the only competitor in the men's event. His brother, Mihal, withdrew. And Kristina Lipovskaya of Estonia won the women's event. Moving on to recent interviews. On Team USA, Amber Glenn talks about Showing off her on Team USA, Amber Glenn talks about showing her authentic self. Well, Golden Skate had two video interviews one with Stefan Lambiel and one with Benoit Rashad. Tessa Virtue was a guest on Cat and Nat, which is a YouTube podcast, it's a video interview. Absolute Skating had an interview with Camden Polkinen and his coach, Alexander Johnson. They caught up with them at NHK Trophy. Europe on Ice had an interview with Mikhail Brzezina, gaining new perspective as he is now a coach, moving across the board to the other side. Well, First Coast News in Florida had a feature on Ronald Ron Joseph, who is becoming a role model for people with ALS. 
In January, Ron was inducted into the U.S. Figure Skating Hall of Fame with his sister, Vivian. Ron was unable to attend in Columbus. The Josephs, who were pair skaters, were the 1964 Olympic bronze medalists and 1965 world silver medalists. So moving on to social media updates. On February 7th, there were tons of social media posts about the 38th annual National Girls and Women in Sports Day. Also on Instagram, uh, Solius and Brulevisius and Allison Reed both had some posts about Allison's citizenship. They were completely moved by the audience's reception in Lithuania for their performances during the European Championships. And Allison has decided once again to apply for Lithuanian citizenship so that they can represent Lithuania at the 2026 Olympics. Best of luck, Saul and Allison, on that endeavor. Yes. Well, Gabrielle Delman posted a video of her back on the ice after six and a half months, two completely torn ligaments, two fractures, Due to a complication during surgery and some new hardware in her ankle, she's finally back on the ice. And she's actually six weeks ahead of schedule. And she is feeling better and is excited to be back, according to her post. So we are excited for her and we look forward to seeing her back in the competitive world soon. Vadim Kolesnik posted a sad video on Instagram in his stories of his hometown of Kharkiv burning. It's incredibly sad to see. um, And it's so important that it be out there for people to see so that the world is aware of what's going on. But how heartbreaking for Vadim to see his his hometown on fire. I know during the broadcast of nationals, they mentioned that his childhood home was destroyed. Um, and I know, I think there was his mom was able to be in Columbus for, you know, the competition. And and I think they mentioned that his brother and his father are still back in Ukraine. Um, but definitely keeping Vadim and all of our Ukrainian skaters still in our thoughts. So there are two GoFundMe fundraisers going on for the World Junior Championships. One is for British pair skater Kyle McLeod, and the other is for U.S. pair skater Lachlan Luer. Well, upcoming events for the week, Sarajevo Open is February 14th to the 17th, and it's in Sarajevo, Bosnia, and Herzegovina. So the Talent Hotels Cups taking place in Tallinn, Estonia from February 15th through the 18th. And the Abu Dhabi Classic Figure Skating Trophy is February 15th to the 18th in Abu Dhabi, United Arab Arab Emirates. Well, that brings us to the end of our playing content. Gina, can you let folks know where they can find us? You can find us at our website. It's thisweekinskating.com on social media, including the site formerly known as Twitter at thiswkinskating, Facebook, Instagram, and threads. It's This Week in Skating. We love your feedback or your questions. You can reach out to us on social media or email us at thisweekinskating at gmail.com. If you're enjoying our episodes, please join us on Patreon. We are at patreon.com slash thisweekinskating. 
We appreciate the support that we've received via email and social media. Please keep it coming. We do like to end our every episode by shining a lens on what's going on at our respective websites. Over at IDC, I have Enya Dance trophy photos and the profiles have been updated. I'm starting to get ready for Worlds coverage. Got to plan ahead. <laughs> yes. Well, over at FSO, I mentioned it last week, but it really didn't come up or I didn't post it really until the end of the week, but an interview with Nikita Startson. Um, a Challenger Series recap will be up as well as the skater websites are being updated. Um, I did a little work on some of our skater sites with more to come in the coming days. Well, that brings us to the end of our episode. We have a bunch of things planned in the future. Lots of things in the fire right now getting planned out for the next few weeks. Yeah, I will just say, Daphne was texting me a couple times today, just today, saying, Gina, are you available this time? Gina, are you available this time? Gina, are you available this time? By the way, we have an interview confirmed that day. We have an interview confirmed that day. (laughs) So we're excited because we've got a lot coming for you in February here. We definitely do. And with that, we've reached the end of our episode. Thanks for listening. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And you've been listening to This Week in Skating. Have an ice week! Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.